MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head on over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our relaunch merch store where you can get all of your favorite SGPN gear. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Howdy-ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 163. This goes out to Darth Valk, the supreme leader of the UFC featherweight class, especially after his performance last night. Uh, thank you for coming to this here show. Who would I be, you ask? Uh, I, I would be one of your hosts here. I'm the young punisher, Jeff Fox. Thank you for coming to the show. Um this is, will be our recap, the aftermath of last night's UFC 276. Um, probably didn't live up to the level the past couple events have, have uh, lived up to, but um, it was a meaningful event nonetheless. Uh, I am coming to you from, uh, from the MMA Gambling Podcast Studios north-north. I'm norther than north this time. Um, I may sound a little echoey where I am, and I'm a little under the weather, but I'm, I'm here for you anyway i'm sick and on vacation yet here i am with your um with your recap because um somebody has to give me my flowers as the kids like to say uh despite me beating my co-host in any metric you want to use he's the one being praised like usual on social media and on our sgpn slack channel he's the gumby god because he uh hits Hits one over over the fence. He's he's the home run hitter. Uh, I'm the one that I, I uh, I'm I'm the Tony Gwynn. He's the uh, hmm. I want to say Mark McGuire. Yeah, he's the Mark McGuire of the podcast. So he, he gets all all the praise, but I, I'm the one getting all the hits. But anyhow, let's bring him in because uh, I still don't have much of a voice here. He is officially back as Gumby God, especially after this past weekend. Not just UFC. It's one and only Daniel Avreeland. Hello. Hey, so here's one hey. metric. Here's here's one metric where I did beat you. <laughs> Number of plus seven hundred underdogs hit. See, that's all the people care about. All <laughs> that's, people, all, did. that's all the people who care about. And uh, hang on one second. I, I had a, a shout out to David L uh, yes. for uh, sending us his bet slip. Actually, he sent it into the Slack. So if you're in the Slack, you all got to see it. Um, he sent it his bet slip. Uh, hit hitting the plus 700 that we told him to, which we'll get to uh, momentarily. And if you also hit like a plus 700 on, um, I'll say our behalf, because sometimes Jeff lends himself <laughs> to uh, some of that discussion. You you didn't disagree with my Jalen Turner. No, not at all. Prediction. Yeah, yeah. So, nope. um, so if, if you got good advice from us last weekend, do us a favor. Go uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, because we we deserve more five star ratings than we have. So wow. uh, if you're a long time ris- listener and uh, never time reviewer, uh, go be a first time reviewer. Listen, this guy coming out coming out hot out of the gate jumping last night. I um, didn't get to watch the event live, so I just like went through after the fact. And yeah, there was a ton of messages. Then there was like 
500 messages just up and over over the event. Uh, you guys were uh, you guys were having a good time in there. Everybody was praising Dan when he told them right before the big plus 700 sub came through. Everyone Dan told everyone to bet it, and boom, came through. So uh, everyone was praising praising our Lord and Savior Gumby God. Yeah, it was it was uh, really hopping because even I like I ducked out to write a tweet or something like that uh, from the SGPN MMA uh, account, which, by the way, you should all follow that as well. Um, I, I went to ducked out to send a tweet and I came back in and it was like 82 new messages. And like even the even the guys who aren't uh, aren't huge MMA fans popping in to get some MMA advice. So appreciate everybody in that channel this week. Yeah, I guess um, pay-per-views always bring out the, the – don't want to say this um, as an insult, but always brings out the, the casuals, as we like to call them, but um, maybe more so because uh, Israel Adesanya kind of is a name in the sport. Is he going to be a name in the sport, though, after his performance last night? That, that's the question. Yeah, uh, and we, we can get into our thoughts on that in just a moment, yeah. probably. Like, I, I probably shouldn't dig too yep. deep into to what I think before we officially start recapping and whatnot. Yeah, I haven't told anyone about win yet. Maybe I should tell people about win, and then we'll we'll dump all over Izzy, or or, or we won't dump all over. Maybe not. Who knows? It was just it's hard to follow uh, Alexander Volkanovsky's performance with with the performance he put on. But nonetheless, uh, while I still have a voice, let me tell you about win. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet fifty dollars, win two hundred dollars promotion. For a fifty dollar bet, qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets plus the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet five hundred dollars or more on sports or casino before July thirty first this month. So end of the month and get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com. to get started offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now let's move on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. Priority have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine as do the SGPN guys. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in baseball, basketball, excuse me, or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Daniel, do you have some picks for... I guess we better make it for Monday by the time this one drops. Yeah, we're we're probably not going to get Sunday night baseball into anybody's ears. So, uh let's see. Um I want to make sure I got a team that's actually playing Monday now cuz uh I was looking at the Sunday schedule until you did correctly point out that Monday is probably when we should be making picks for um let's see. Monday yeah, it's like this is all news to you. Well, I, do this I just told you, you. I told you I was on the Sunday <laughs> ones. I could give you my Sunday night baseball thing if you yeah, want. No, I, I um, probably won't drop it in time. I'll, I'll take uh, Freddie Freeman's over on hits. He's hitting against oh, Kyle, yes. Kyle Freeland uh, of the Rockies uh, on Monday night. Go ahead and take Freddie Freeman with a whole bunch of hits. I have him in fantasy. I don't know how I got him. I don't even think he was my first pick in fantasy in the one league. But, yeah, I'm glad I got him. 
I guess people were thinking he, he was going to have a drop-off after leaving the Braves, but no. All right, here's your do with the Freddie Freeman pick on your mobile phone. I'm sure you have one of those. You're probably using us, using it right now to listen to us. Join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. So you have broken arm or dislocated arm pictures on there. So that'll, <laughs> That's- that'll bring the people in, won't they? That always lures the people in. <laughs> it's all injury, injury photos and people praising us for being so good at, at what we do. So to steal a line from another one of your uh, podcasts, co-hosts. Um, all right. We're good, we're good at what we do. <laughs> but we are good at what we do. All right. T-Mobile Arena was jam-packed. I think it was 19,000. You can get all the, the gate attendance, all the fighter payouts over on my MMA site, moneymma.substack.com. But it was a little over 19,000 people in there. Uh, one of the seventh highest gate of all time, I believe, um, for the arena, over $10,000, million, $10,000, million they made in gate uh, last night for this event. Um, like I said, it had big shoes to fill over the past few weeks of UFC. Probably didn't fill those shoes, but uh, meaningful nonetheless. Main event, Israel Adesanya, not surprisingly, unanimous decision, 49-46, 49-46, 50-45 over Jared Cannonier. Didn't really, he started out maybe a little more active, as the announcers were saying. He was a little more active than normal, uh, Izzy. Um, but he really didn't turn it on. Didn't didn't try to finish the fight, just played it safe. Um, maybe he talks a bigger game than he actually does in the cage because uh, he, he has quite a few lackluster uh, title defenses at this point, but um, the results were there. He, he beat Jerry Cannonier. We had him at minus 400. We won a big 25 bucks on our hundred dollar bet. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, you know, it, I'm not saying it's, it's not lackluster. Cause, cause you're right. It, it wasn't. It was fine. It was yeah, fine. It was, it was, it was fine. Special. Yeah. My, my wife fell asleep after the third round and there when you she, go. Woke, she woke up, she goes, what did, what happened in the fourth and fifth? And I said, the exact same thing that happened in the first three, but yeah, like true. It, it wasn't any different, but here's, I guess here's the question I have is like, he's winning these fights and he's winning them easily, right? Yeah. Like there, there's not, you, you can't go back to the, like, I don't know, the, the Marvin Vittori defense or the, um, I mean, I guess the second Robert Whitaker one was kind of close, but like, you, you can't look at these last three defenses and say like, He's not winning them, right? He's winning them. He's winning them yep. fairly easily. So, like, how do we look at it and say he's doing anything wrong, right? Like, I mean, yeah, like, could he go out in and be more flashy? Sure. And then exactly what happened against Jan Blankovic could happen, right? Like, because that's what happens when he gets a little bit too flashy. He puts himself in position to get taken down. He gets more tired, you know, like, the yada, yada, whatever you want. But, like, when if he has no reason to like overexert himself, why overexert himself? Why, why do more than he has to, uh, to win and get caught? Now, you know, like I, I think he has to do more than he did in that, like really lame Yoel Romero fight, but he did, right? Like he, he did more than that with this Jared Cannonier win. And he did more than that with the Vittori win. And like, it, it's not like he's, it's not like he's doing nothing. It's not like he's staring at his opponent. We just want the, like, crazy you know you know we want the the israel i desanya we saw beat the shit out of Derek brunson we want the one that we saw go toe-to-toe with kelvin gastelum in a slugfest we want you know to an extent the one that beat up anderson silva and like like any champion does as they get better and better and better 
they just stop taking unnecessary risks because why take unnecessary risk when the payday keeps coming? No, yeah, this is very true with people. When, once they get the belt, they they, uh, they play it safe because they don't want to lose the belt and the paydays that come with it. And plus, obviously, they're only fighting the very elite of the uh, of the sport at that point once they're the champ. But uh, I, th- I think the reason we want more is is we know it's possible with him and he all all the talk leading up to these things and after the fact. Um, he he talks like he's he's going to put on these uh, flashy performances and then he doesn't come through. Yeah, and and I I don't know exactly whether or not I take any stock in that, right? Because every fighter has to hype themselves up and make themselves look like they're the ones, you know, like the next coming or whatever. But, like, I'm not sure that I'm mad that he's not doing more and he's saying he's going to. You know what I mean? Because, like, that's what a good champion does. Um, You know, like... it's not like he's telling us he's a completely different game plan. Uh, he's just telling us he's going to go for it a little more. And when he gets in there, he's got less openings uh, and instead just like easily defends the title and sells, you know, three quarters of a million pay-per-views. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that thing we're, we're going to have to wait and see if, if he keeps selling that many pay-per-views. Um, he said he finished Robert Whitaker to get the title. And then he finished Paula Costa. That's the only finishes he's had since he's become champ. So, um, can't knock his uh, his skill level and and the way he's dispatching these people very easily, but you'd like to see him put put his foot on the gas a little bit more. But nonetheless, um, like like Dan said, maybe he doesn't need to. Maybe if his paychecks start being a little less because he's selling less pay per views, maybe then then he will have to um, put his foot in the gas and try to finish these people. So he's basically he's Anderson Silva minus the the finishing in, in my eyes. But, but didn't Anderson Silva also put together, like, towards the end, like, some... Yeah, once he was old, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, some of the more... I'm not saying lackluster, again, because it's still Anderson Silva, like, beating the hell out of people. But, like, I mean, he put on the Tiali Slates fight, which you guys remember that one. That was not fun to watch. Um, Maya. The Damian Maya one. Patrick I mean, Cote. Like, yeah. Yeah, the Cote one wasn't fun. So it I was mean, a good, <coughs> good comparison then. He's the Shale, the Shale Sonnen one wasn't fun until he finished <laughs> Shale Sonnen. Um, yep. You know, like the, he, he put in some ones. And you know what, though? That that was also after winning the title and holding it on to it for a while. Um, yep. and, and then he turned it on against Vidor and he turned it on against Yushin Okami. And, um, you know, then he clowned Chris Weidman and it was over. Yep. I guess it just shows. I guess this is a compliment to Izzy um, that, that that we still expect more from him, even though he's a dominant champion. So, um, all right. So, may as well jump to who's next for him. We may as well jump to the third fight from the top. Alex Pereira came through for Dan minus 120. I had Sean Strickland. Strickland decided he was going to kickbox with the kickboxer. Not a good idea. Um, Pereira knocked him out, which people were acting like, oh, you know, Sean Strickland gets knocked out. No, he doesn't. Sean Strickland has been knocked out once before. Uh, Lazio Zaleski Dos Santos is the only person who's knocked him out, and that was when he was still cutting weight uh, to get and it was And it him. was a weird spinning attack that hit him in yeah. the face, too. So, like, so, real weird. Yeah, people act like this. Like, I, I heard people saying, well, Pereira, I mean, Strickland gets knocked out. No, he doesn't. So this is this is a, a quite a feat. Plus, it only took him 236 to get a done. Yeah, and it was one of those lead hooks, too, which was yep. kind of wild. Like, he hit him with a left hand. He's a right-handed boxer. Like, like that is crazy power for, like, a lead hook like that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, Pereira, I, I'm, I knew 
deep down that Strickland was going to box with him. Maybe not for the whole fight, but for long enough for it to matter. Um, so uh, I, I kind of want to take out the clip from last week's show uh, where I, I say, here's a question for you. Do you think <laughs> Sean Strickland's ego is big enough that he'll box with him? And you're like, oh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, well, but that that's the, one of the problems with us recording like a few days before the actual event because you don't get to hear all the interviews and Strickland saying how he he he, he uh, spars with glory kickboxing and boxers and you know he thinks he can stand with him. Once you hear stuff like that, then you know it, your opinion changes. So, but yeah, I mean it it, it does think. sometimes, but like also some fighters say some shit as like we were just noting with Sean Strickland he, does. And Sean Strickland certainly does, right? Like he was going to go out and punch a hole through Jack Hermanson's head and try to kill him, right? And then he threw 171 jabs and and did very little damage. Uh so. Yeah, like uh, it was real dumb for him to kickbox with him for more than one minute. And it turns out that's about the amount of time he could have uh, survived just a little yeah. bit over one minute. Uh, yeah. And yeah, Pereira, I, I can't imagine they don't give him the title shot next. Right. Yeah, that was like, the next it, question. Yeah, it, it's got to be. Um, And it's I, I will say this, like, it's not just that, like, hey, we might as well cash in on this while it's hot. But I'll also say this, like. Izzy has exhausted all of the other options near the top of the division. Like there's, there ain't anybody left. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, taking a peek. Uh, my performance rank is that I run on that uh, aforementioned money MMA Substack site. Let me see. Derek Brunson is the top ranked guy now after Izzy and he lost his last fight. So right. And then Marvin Vittori, he, he's on a one fight winning streak and he's already fought Izzy. So yeah. And Brunson, um, Brunson's already fought Izzy too. Am I wrong? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that one yeah. happened before he was champ. So yeah. he's already fought Whitaker, and this is just going down the the UFC's official rankings. He's already fought Whitaker. He's already fought Cannonier. He's already fought Vittori. Sean Strickland just got sent to the Shadow Realm. He already fought Brunson. He already fought Costa. Then we're at the the first person on the list that Izzy has not fought is Jack Hermanson. Uh, unless you want to count Sean Strickland, who, like I said, just got sent to the shadow realm. Um, like it's not a great list of possible opponents for him. I mean, like, uh, Darren Till, I guess is right there. Dar the winner of Darren Till and Jack Hermanson. I can't imagine right there fighting. Did I make that up? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, think, I, I think it's true. Okay. So, uh, yeah, like the, the winner of that, I guess is a decent second option, but like when somebody comes in and does, what Pereira just did, like, I think it gives you the perfect opportunity to not have to use that. Well, yeah, it, this division is is pretty wild. Okay, these are, we'll just go through the top 10 or so, maybe top 15. All these, uh, of, of my rankings, all these guys are coming off a loss. Cannonier, Brunson, Strickland, Tavares, Hall, Whitaker, Costa. Till Hermanson, like no one is on a streak here. The only people on a streak is Andre Muniz, who's not ready yet. Uh, Chris yeah, he Curtis. could get one more. He could get one more with like the winner yeah. of of Tillin and Hermanson, and I could see That's him true. being the next in line. Yep. Chris Curtis, not ready yet, and uh, Drekus Duplessis, not ready yet. So we we have some people on the way up, um, uh, but we have a lot of people on the way down too. Um, so yeah, this is perfect timing. This is a long way of me saying this is perfect timing for the prayer fight. Strike while the iron's hot. Plus, you know, you, you can't really say he, he's not deserving at this point either. 
No, he's 100% deserving. Book it now. Set it for the end of the year. Uh, you know, see if you can get it someplace exotic. You know, like th- this is a great fight for Fight Island or a great fight for right. if you can go back to Australia. Like that would be a cool one. Like, yeah, get get it somewhere where you can get a big gate. Um, in, Dan's in, backyard. Yeah, I'll I'll fun. set up I'll set up a cage and let those two fight for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. All right, I I've had odds emailed to me uh, this afternoon. What do you think, Adesanya Pereira? fight odds not that it's going to happen but actually who's going to win i'm going to say uh izzy is the favorite but only slightly like minus 145 uh, he opened at minus 180 and he's since dropped to minus 160 so uh, very quickly a lot of money came in on Pereira. what do you think quickly uh, off top of your head who would you pick in this one if what's happening tomorrow uh, I think I'd still pick Izzy, uh, but I yep. will say yesterday made me think that Pereira's got way more of a chance than I originally had. And I will yep. also say, depending on where the odds fell would really depend on how I would play it. Like if, if Pereira winds up being even money, I, I don't think I would take him. Like, I, I don't think there's any right. reason to play him as a dog at, at like, you know, plus 100 or, or yeah. if he does move into being a favorite because people love this recent knockout. Um, but like if, if he stays in the like plus 175 plus 180 range um, come the time to make a pick, I, I think I do like him there. Um, I, I think I'd probably yep. take him there. Yep. Very, very true. Um, definitely not going to be a recommended play for me either way. Cause this is, uh, I can tell you right now, I'm not positive who's going to win this fight because um and we didn't even mention uh, Pereira beating him twice in kickboxing one time knocking him out cold um i don't know if that's gonna be a motivator or if it's gonna be um something to make izzy doubt himself but it's something you, you can't overlook mentally at least yeah and i think that interesting part and in, in part of the reason why it's a hard fight for me to call is because izzy won't be able to do what he did last night like right. prayer is gonna bring the fight to him like the fight is coming to Israel Adesanya, he's going to have to put in like a Calvin Gastelum type performance, you know, like, like he did against Calvin Gastelum, who also brought the fight to him. That that I feel like that's a thing we're not mentioning enough about Jared Cannonier or, or yeah. Marvin Vittori. Like these guys did not bring a fight to him. Like yeah. we can be mad at Izzy for like not putting in like a crazy spinning back fist filled performance, but like nobody forced him to. No, nobody made him fight that fight. So I think Pereira does. And I think that that's what makes this so interesting, too. Could be exactly what the doctor ordered then for Izzy Adesanya, especially if, if he makes it past that uh, that um, that hurdle. Plus, this allows some of the younger guys I mentioned to get another fight under their belt. And hopefully we have a up and comer ready to uh, challenge whoever the champion is after this fight goes down. So timing wise, you know, middleweight's a bit of a mess. Um with a lot of people, a lot of fighters, you know, um, on the downswing as, as I gave you that list, but, um, yeah, things are timing out nicely, which is nice. So, um, all right. Uh, before we move on, I want to tell you about our merch store. Our merch store is revamped and relaunched right now. That's the SGPM merch store I'm talking about. Of course, there's tons of awesome gear from your favorite SGPN shows. Easy for me to say. So, uh, including MMA gambling podcasts, so support the show. With, with your dollars, we give you um, podcasts for free. Buy some of our gear now. Um, be walking advertisements for us. Uh, here's how you do it. Go over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, sorry, excuse me, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And then you can get all of our merch. 
especially the MMA gambling podcast merch also. Also, you should, uh, in case you've, you know, taken a swing on, on too many of Gumby's crazy underdogs, or you bet against Macy Barber too much and you find yourself low on cash, um, you know, short on cash and, and you, you have unexpected expenses coming up, then Dave, I, I suggest you use Dave. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected spent expenses come up, such as Macy Barber winning and you picked against her. Now, Dave can help you get out of the pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. So download the Dave app from the App Store right now. It's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra credit, sorry, extra cash account. Get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. I, for some reason, the illness makes me a worse reader than I was before. But anyhow, Dave. All right. We jumped ahead. Uh, we skipped perhaps the most impressive performance of the evening. Alexander Volkanovsky shut out Max Holloway. Beat him for a third time, as we predicted. Uh, no reason to pick against Volkanovsky. 50-45 across the boards. Uh, I'm glad he made me look smart when I was writing how he... Every fight, he seems to be getting better still, so there's really no reason to pick against him. And last night, proved it. He was better in every aspect of of the game. He was better. Um, decision victory, but far more impressive than Adesanya's, even though they, they did similar things. I guess he was far more active than Adesanya. That was the difference. Um, so Volkanovski is getting praised now as the supreme ruler of the featherweight division. Minus 195 we got him for, which... I thought it was a good line to begin with. And after the fact, it was an even better line. Um, so we made uh, some decent money off of that. Volkanovski continues to add to his uh, resume and his reputation as perhaps the greatest featherweight of all time. Yeah. And, and I would say this, the, the reason he's getting praised is first of all, you're, you're right. A little bit more active. Second of all, we all have more faith in Max Holloway than we do. Jared Cannon here. Uh, so yeah. that's another piece. And then in addition to that, to look that good against a guy who spent 50 minutes in the cage with you already and went toe to toe with you, you know, for two sets of championship rounds already and to make him look like he has no idea what you're doing is so impressive. Um, but it, it, it's like I said, like he continues to get better. He's one of the best game planners that has ever lived. Uh, and I think that, that this just goes to show that like we do, even even as much as we are praising him and heaping the praise on him, we continue to downplay just how good this man is. Because I, I do think he's the best fighter on the planet right now. Yep, he definitely is um, adding to that. If you don't think, if you think Usman's ahead of him, still uh, so be it. But he's definitely closing the gap. Um, yeah, just look fantastic. Fantastic. Like like I said, there's no aspect of the sport that he's he's bad at. Um, so. Who's next for him? Uh, Josh Emmett is my top rated guy after that, after uh, Holloway. And then we got a bunch of people with um, Alice. We got Holloway with an L. Ortega's coming off a loss. Chikese's coming off a loss. Cater's coming off a loss. Korean Zombie's coming off a loss. So we got Emmett, Arnold Allen. Um, and then I guess we got a big fight coming up. Ortega versus Igor uh, Rodriguez. You can't really see Rodriguez getting a title shot, though, after a win, can you? I could if he if he had an insane finish. Like I think yeah. so. Here's my current suggestion. I, I think if somebody wins that UFC Long Island 
fight with a insane finish, you know, like a Ortega goes out there and subs him in one or, you know, Yair comes out and hits like a spinning back kick to the ribs and finishes him. I can see whoever that is jumping the line. I'll start there. Secondly, you know, we talked about whether or not Josh Emmett was going to get that title shot off of the Calvin Cater win. We were impressed, not terribly impressed. Didn't feel like the type of performance that'd get him a title shot. I more think the winner of the Long Island fight and Josh Emmett will probably fight for a number one contender fight. But I'll say this, like, it really is starting to look like Alexander Volkanovsky moves to the lightweight division. Yeah, in, I buried that Ch- lead, unfortunately, yes. I, I, I mean, like, it, it seems like that's it, right? Like, it, yeah. it, it does. I mean, he, he mentioned, is finally starting to mention it in interviews. I think largely because he's sick of fighting Max Holloway. Uh, but, like, he's finally starting to mention it in interviews, which he had never done before. Like, g- give the guy some credit. You know, like, out of the gate, he was never the type to be like, you know, send me up to fight, you know, I don't even remember who is the champ when he took the belt, Connor, maybe, uh, send me up to, to fight whoever, send me up to fight, you know, Habib, send me up to fight whatever is up there. Instead, he was like, I got business to take care of in this division. And he did. And now that he's kind of cleaned up the division and made people look silly and doesn't really have a great contender waiting in the wings. Like it, it seems like the right time for him to just cash that check and go up and i'll tell you what i i don't hate him in a fight with charles Oliveira either like i i think i'd yeah. pick him all right well you can get uh him at plus 110 i've been told volkanovsky plus 110 Oliveira 130 are the opening that, lines that that seems about right like i i yeah. you know like you, you always gotta go with have a bigger a, weight class guy it seems yeah. these are the favorite yeah, they, they always seem to be the favorite. He's got a good sub game, which we've seen Volkanovsky, you know, struggled with a tiny bit uh, with Ortega. Um, and also, like, you know, the length is going to be wildly different. Uh, not that Volkanovsky hasn't dealt with length before. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that's lined about right. And, I again, I, I think I do like Volkanovsky in that one and would be pretty happy with Dog Bunny for it. The issue is lightweight's a messy division currently there is no champion at lightweight so what you have him fight uh olivera for the vacant belt that yeah is, well, yeah, yeah why not i okay. mean like olivera is fighting olivera is fighting somebody for the vacant belt and you you don't have to call it a title defense but that's what it is yeah, um true. And, and also like again you're right it is a messy division in that like we've got a non-champ champ uh and we don't really know who the next contender is but isn't that more of a reason to do this now yeah. right like like yeah. lightweight does not have much, much like featherweight does not have a very good number one contender right now. I know people are out there being like, Oh, give me Islam Makashev. But like his last performance didn't look great. Didn't make me say like, please feed him to Charles Oliveira. Like I, I yeah, I, I think this is strike while the iron's hot again, make a big fight in, in Volkanovsky versus Charles Oliveira. You think Volkanovsky big enough for lightweight? He's pretty small for featherweight, even. Do you, do you remember he used to weigh two hundred and two hundred fourteen pounds, bro? Yeah, yes, we always gotta we always gotta mention it. Um, I mean, I like meant a, more height height and length, not yeah, that height matters, but I think the length is gonna bother him. But look, he he just beat Max Holloway three times. Yep. Who, who is, Holloway was too small at lightweight, so yeah, Holloway <laughs> Holloway's 
five foot ten or some shit like that, and he still is cracking them. Um, you know, like I'll say this too: Volkanovski may be short, but he fights much longer than he is, and he's got really long arms too. So, um, yeah, yeah would he be the best in the world up there? I don't know, but I, I'm willing to find out. Yep, may as well do it, especially at lighter weight classes. Any marquee fight they could they can put on, they should do it. So, um, to bring in the you know casual. Like I said, not to, uh, not to insult the casuals out there, but you know, casuals usually um, go for the heavier weight class fights. But um, if you can make a a awesome uh, super fight at a lighter weight class, then do it for sure. So, all right, so we hit that one. Um, next fight, Dan hit the Pereira. I lost to Strickland. Next fight, Bar- Brian Barbarena. It, it was a little dicey there. Robbie Lawler looked very good to start this fight, but. As always, that's another common thing with old uh, fighters that are aged out of the sport that they, they have flashes of looking good and you think, oh, he, he's doing okay. Like Tony Ferguson was doing okay too. But then they end up getting caught. Brian Barberena TKO'd Robbie Lawler, basically knocked him out on his feet. That's I think the only reason it was a TKO is because uh, he didn't go down. If he went down, it probably would have been a KO. But he uh, TKO'd Robbie Lawler in the second round um, after getting his nose busted up. Um, TKO punches 447 into round two, got us some even money there, plus 100. One of only two dogs that came through last night, which is one of the reasons why Jeff Chalks uh, had a good night. Yeah, so I would say Barbarina uh, let loose offensively enough to make Lawler feel like he could let go. Because we, we talked about it on Wednesday, that, or Thursday rather, that Lawler has kind of been gun shy and just not felt like he could let go. And I think Barbara and his defense was just like sloppy enough to make Lawler feel comfortable, um, which was at the end of the day, good for both of them. They both took home 50 K for the, uh, the performance of the, or the fight of the night bonus. Um, but like, yeah, good on Bam Bam, you know, like huge wins in a row back to back. He takes out legends and Robbie Lawler and Matt Brown. Um, yeah, I, I hope he winds up with another fun fight against another legend type next or something like that. Because, man, is he putting together a nice run here uh, as he gets, you know, he's not a young dude, too. I feel like people forget that Brian Barberena, you know, 33, which for, you know, yeah, but for those weight classes, uh, I yeah, mean, he's, like, uh, he's kind better of at, that, well, at middleweight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at, at that, at that cut, he's at that cusp of when you can yeah. start being in your 30s and OK. Um, because like it's, you know, like the lighter weight classes, it's pretty rare. Um, but yeah, like, you know, he's put together a nice three fight winning streak. He's won four out of five. Like, yeah, he's starting to, starting to put a pretty nice run together. So let's see him do something fun with it. And, and, um, it's good to see him get some success after Dan caused him to have those ruptures (laughs) in his stomach after being on the top turtle podcast. Right. Hey, we, we talked to him after that too, and he did just fine. It's true. Yeah, that's true. So it's, it's, it's okay that, that Dan made him almost die uh, by having him on his podcast. Right? I, I, I would say it's fine. He's okay. <laughs> about, he showed he's okay it's last true. Time. He's okay. The, he can go back to farming. Did he wear overalls with no shirt to the yeah, presser? Is that true? Yeah, he did. It's a I great saw a picture. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah, there's a Man. picture of him next to O'Malley in Pereira yeah. in uh, Sugar Show. And it yeah. is or uh, I mentioned Chicken Show already, uh, Holloway, and they are all dressed very differently. <laughs> like a 1990s hip-hop video, Brian Barberina, straight out of a Color Me Bad video. Um, all right, speaking of Sugar Sean, he didn't look so hot last night either. Um, 
groin kicks, and then the accidental eye poke ended the fight. No contest. 309 into the second round. So I thought if the fight was past the halfway mark, then they go to the judge's decision. I guess I'm incorrect there. Dude, this is... You don't know either, right? I don't know. Because <laughs> um, this was past I, the halfway mark, so I, I, I thought he was going to win on the... It I was think, an accidental eye poke, so I thought they'd go to the, the scorecards. You know, I, I think that, that, is it, that they have to be done with two rounds. I don't remember the rule. And I think it depends on the commission you're at, too. So, yeah, uh, yeah, true. So, I, I mean, like, a couple of things could have possibly caused that. But, like, here's the other thing. Like, he doesn't win that fight if... If it goes to the judges' scorecards, he didn't just look saying. That great. Well, far too cautious. Obviously, and, and he, um, he lost the first round. Like yeah, Munoz was was active with the leg kicks. Yep. The only judge who of the three who gave him the first round was our good bo- friend Sal Diamato. Uh, <laughs> so like the the other two judges scored it for Pedro Munoz in the first round. So like, and, and hey, maybe he's winning that second round, but then you get a draw i guess maybe it has to be into the third round because like then you would have three rounds to judge right it's good that we have to guess these things um it's good also um but i guess munoz didn't know he was winning because didn't you hear he he quit that was he that didn't. was his way he, he, every time something like this happens the victim gets blamed so much a victim shaming in the sport um no he looked for an easy way out he quit blah blah like not just people on reddit not just the mouth breathers, but actual athletes in the sport say these things. You know what I don't, you know what I don't understand about that too, that narrative is like, if he was putting a beating on him, like he did to Chris Mutino or the one he put on, uh, who did he fight after that? Riley on Piva. Uh, if he was putting those kind of beatings on somebody, like, okay, like, I still don't agree. Like, if he gets poked in the eye, most likely he's not looking for a way out. But, like, he wasn't. He wasn't hitting Munoz. Like, Munoz hadn't been hit hard the whole fight. Like, he hit him hard in the crotch, and then he uh, hit him hard with the finger in the, the cornea. Eye. In the cornea, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he couldn't open his eye, all right? Enough. Enough with the people making, oh, he wanted a way up, bro. Yeah. Oh, speaking of injuries, I feel like I, I meant to mention this, but I didn't. Did you see that uh, Alexander Volkanovsky broke his hand in the first round? No, really? Which hand? Uh, apparently his right hand has been broken since the end of the first round. Oh, yeah. 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 And he still through. and he still punched like that. Like, dude, incredible. Anyway, uh, I didn't mean to take away from O'Malley's beautiful yeah, performance, should... which, by the way, he yeah, celebrated. Uh... He celebrated at the end. Like <laughs> Yeah, I bet he did. Yeah, he did. He did that stupid jump shot thing. He does. Yeah. Anyhow, Dan had a perfect main card. You went four and zero. I went three and one. So fantastic for you, Dan. Great job. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. And, God. and a dog and a uh, even yeah, money in there exactly. too, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Very, very. No. Um. Just Barbarina. That's the only dog he hit. So. And, and prayer was close to even money. Right? Yeah, it was close. Yeah. 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 Yep. Very close. All right, let me tell you about IP Vanish, and then we're going to rip through the prelims for you. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data. Hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands, even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. 
your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like 89 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promo code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. All right. Let's rip through these prelims. People are probably tired of hearing my sick voice and perhaps an echo in this room. But we got to talk about this man, though. He, he deserves a bit of our attention. Jalen Turner, the tarantula, Spider-Man. Uh, one of my favorite fighters now. He's quickly vaulted up the ranks. Submission guillotine choke over Brad Riddell. Dropped him um, with a punch. Snat- snatched him in a guillotine 45 seconds into the into the fight. This is Dan's big plus 700 sub dog um, that came through. We all had him at minus 135, which was a very generous number to begin with. Uh, I was happy with that number. Uh, I'm a conservative, chalky guy. I was happy just to take the minus 135. Dan took it to another level with the uh, sub plus 700 sub, which is a crazy number because that's what Turner does. And this was a very clear path to victory for him. Yeah. Well, in, in, you know, like he wound up clubbing and subbing him, right? Like that, that wound yeah. up being the, the finish, but like he's had plenty of like other subs too, right? Like his other ones yeah. weren't just clubbing and subbing. Like, so I, I thought there were multiple paths to get to this plus 700. Um, you know, I'm real happy it happened in 45 seconds. Uh, I didn't have to sweat it out at all. No sweat uh, at all. None whatsoever. Just cash that plus 700 ticket right there because uh, my goodness, uh, Jaywin Turner looked phenomenal. He sure did. Um, yeah, he, he deserves a step up in competition for sure now. Uh, I think he's up for a new contract too, possibly, which or he just started a new contract, one or the other. So things are looking good for him. Six and two in the UFC now. He's won five straight fights. Looking at my rankings at lightweight, he's jumped up to number seven now. He's right in the Rafael Fiziev, Rafael Dos Anjos range, just behind Gamrot. So you have ideas for him next? I mean, I, I hate putting two people I really like up against each yeah. other, but like it feels like somebody like Gamrot is probably the answer um, yep. because like they'll both be in the top 10 uh, yep. with none of the usual top 10 guys willing to fight them. Right. Like Michael Chandler is not going to take a fight with Jalen Turner. Benil Daryush is not going to take a fight with Jalen Turner. Justin Gaethje or Islam Makashev are not going to take fights with Jalen Turner. Maybe Tony Ferguson, you could get to take a fight with Jalen Turner. It seems like Tony Ferguson needs a bigger step back than than Jalen Turner at this yes. point. Like he should he should be fighting somebody, you know, out of the rankings probably. Um, but like, yeah, like any of those guys work, um, but like won't take fights with him. So like it feels like Gamrot sitting right now at number eight in the UFC's official rankings. You know, Turner might be nine, ten come ranking time like those two probably make sense and whoever wins that it's going to be hard for the justin gaethje's dustin poyers of the world to like stay out of their way and no this is no uh no joke as you were saying that i got a direct message on twitter i hit the jill and turner by sub thanks to gumby cheers to y'all nice that's phenomenal thanks to jill and turner as well um what was next? Oh, Jim Miller, Donald Cerrone, another one we predicted uh, correctly. Jim Miller won via submission. A very 
<laughs> top guillotine choke on Donald Cerrone, minute 32 into the second round. He was not letting Cerrone out of that one, um, even though Cerrone is a tough guy to tap out. Um, Miller got the job done, and Cerrone retired uh, since he doesn't love the sport anymore. So I'm sure in a few months he'll love it again, and we'll see him fight again. I don't know. He's making movies for the Daily Wire, isn't he? It's true. So I, I think he's he's got other stuff that he's into now, which I'm pretty sure I said in the breakdown too, right? Like Jim Miller looks like he's getting better. Donald Cerrone looks like he wants a new profession. So um, exactly what happens, what I thought would, other than I thought maybe Jim Miller would crack him with a punch. He subbed him instead. So I'm cool with that too. But um, yeah, look good. Jim Miller looked good. That's for damn sure. Yep. And it's three straight for him. People were, uh, I think Dredney was uh, bad-mouthing him on on the slack, but uh, I won't stand for that. No, um, no, not at all. Miller Get is him. the man. He's fighting at UFC 300 in a couple of years, so buckle exactly. up. We got plenty more Jim Miller to go. Yeah, no bad-mouthing Jim Miller. Um, welterweights, Ian Gary picked apart Gabe, Gabe Green on the feed, as I predicted. Three rounds, two none. Dan had Gabe Green. Um, another... Good win for Gary. Looked decent. Um, looked like a uh, up-and-coming prospect against a journeyman, basically, is what it looked like. Yeah, he he looked like I've been waiting for him to look like. Yep. Right? Like, he he looked like what he was advertised in when he was in Cage Warriors. Um, and then, you know, had that weird fight with Jordan Williams where he got kind of outboxed for a round before landing a big knockout punch and then went the distance with Darian Weeks. This time, he looked like he's supposed to. Um, much yep. faster against the guy who's you know, game and he's got good knockout power and he moved in and out and stayed out of Gabriel Green's range. Like, yeah, that, that was, that was a much more impressive Ian Gary and we'll make it so that uh, I don't automatically fade him with the odds tilted in his favor, despite the fact that I didn't think they ought to be. So uh, yeah, Ian Ian Gary looked good. Props to him. Hopefully they don't rush him up too fast. Keep giving him logical uh, moves up because he won't be 25 until November. So Still plenty of um, plenty of miles to go for this man. And then to start off the prelims, DDP, bang. Dracus Duplicis beat a very game, uh, impossible to finish Brad Tavares, 29-28 across the boards. DDP did not look good to start the fight. Uh, I heart, it's, it's not a good day when I agree with Cormier and, and uh, Rogan, but he does have to take something off some of his shots because he, he just goes balls to the wall the whole time. Um, it's going to catch up to him eventually, but it, it didn't last night. He righted the ship, won the last two rounds, got us minus 130, which I was high on that number heading into that fight. So I'll, I'll ask you this, because I, I, I do, I, I did find myself agreeing like, yeah, dude, he they probably could use to pump the brakes just a little bit. But then here's my counterpoint to that. I know the broadcast kept saying he was tired in the second and third round. Did he look any slower? No, no. Like he might have been <laughs> breathing heavier, but he was... His body never stopped moving at the speed it was moving at earlier, which is why he won the fight, because he lost round one. So, like, yeah. I think the only way that, like, going crazy will cost him someday on down the road is if, like, he gets countered or he gets counter-wrestled. But, like, right now it's working. So, I, he, while I definitely had some of those same emotions, like, thinking about it afterwards, man, maybe it's just his style and it works. Yep. No, it's true. No, I I wasn't as worried about the gas tank as getting caught. It, yeah, that's it more more of the concern. So uh, as he moves up too, but hey, he, he's still young in his career, so who knows? But um, still a fan, 
especially at minus 130. I'll always be a fan of that number, depending on who he's fighting. Yeah, and, and he's probably booking a fight with one of those other guys who's like skirting right around the edge of the top 15, the Chris Curtis's and the Nasoradini Mavovs and those types next. Um, so, yeah, yeah it, should, it should be good, you know, pair him with any of those guys. Yeah, Tavares, no slouch, 14. He was 14 to 6 in the UFC heading into that fight and ranked. So this um, this was a very uh, important win for DDP. So, all right. Um, early prelims, Andre Muniz beat Uriah Hall. Broke Dan's heart in the process. Uh, three rounds to none. Uh, he could not sub Hall, uh, no matter what he did. Hall, Hall was just um, happy to be on his back and, and play some defense and not get subbed, it seemed. Yeah, like I think he would have subbed Hall if Hall ever tried to get back up. He got up yeah. a couple times, I guess, briefly. Er, but... Early. Early yeah. he did. That's in, true. In, in the third round, he got his back taken, and he was like, cool. Uh, he can't hurt me here, and I'll just tuck my chin and hold on to his, his hand and make sure I don't get subbed, and we'll we'll get to that bell. Um, he, he very much looked like he was looking for the bell to sound and to just take its 30-27 loss. And sadly, that's what he did because uh, I didn't get my Andre Mooney's sub like I wanted. But uh, he looked phenomenal, like ready for a huge step up. Yeah, Hall's got to be frustrating for Fortis to say. He seems not a Saif Saad type of fighter, but he's like, isn't he like the captain of their team and everything at this point? Yeah, I, I don't know what a captain of an MMA team is. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I, I I belong to a, a grappling gym, but that, that doesn't mean I know what that is. Because um, that's just, it's not a standard sport, so you wouldn't have those. Um, but I'll say this, like, yeah, it, it's it's got to be weird because he, he continues to do, like, really really bizarre shit or seemingly quit and the the thing about safe sod coached fighters is it usually seems to be the opposite you know like you couldn't say that about literally any of the other safe sod trained fighters i've ever watched that like it looked like he was looking for the bell to save them or it looked like he was trying to get just through the last round and not trying to win like think about how tough Ramiz brahimai was getting up from like literally everything court mcgee threw at him recently um, you know, just like never thought he was out of the fight, trying to empty the gas tank with like seconds to go to see if he could get a fluky knockout. Like that's what you usually see out of Fortis fighters. So like, I don't, man, I don't know if it's just that like maybe Hall came up with a different coach originally and maybe that's the difference, but man, yeah, you're right. Probably very frustrating for safe side. He's basically the, the opposite of what their fighters normally are. Uh, yeah, he, he's talent and athleticism, but maybe not the grit and the mental aspect. And usually it's the opposite for, for Fortis, maybe not the most talented guys um, or gals, like not the athletic freaks, but they know how to fight. So yeah, interesting. So uh, Hall is now 10 and nine. So um, not exactly panning out in the UFC as some people hoped. Uh, we had another re- retirement in the next fight, women's flyweight, Macy Barber, the future, the second future. Uh, Ian Gary was the first future. Macy Barber came through. Sent Jess Guy into retirement, 29-28, 29-28, 7 Dan picked against a Barbara out of spite and lost the prep. So, uh, <laughs> you did not. You did, did you not? I, I mean, some, somewhat, somewhat not. Um, I, I mean, I think I, I picked a little bit out of spite and a little bit out of the fact that I believed that Jessica I could do what she did in the second round um, for two rounds instead of one. Because, I mean, like, yeah. she won the second round. Uh, you know, and uh, two out of the three judges scorecards, and I think the third one made a mistake. So, um, yeah, like I, I, I 
man, there's so much to unpack here. <laughs> it gave me it gave me no faith in Macy Barber. No. I'll continue to fade her all the fucking time because, man, did she not look good? I mean, I think you said it best to me when you sent me a message that said she looks like a future journey woman. Like, yeah. like she looks like she's going to have Jessica I's career in 10 years. She's uh, a 24 year old journey woman. 24 year old veteran is what she is. Yeah. And just I, the athletic gifts aren't there. And, and the, the physical makeups, it's not like she's got super long arms or, or uh, anything like that. She, she's gritty. She's tough. That's pretty much it. So that's, and she doesn't that's seem like to a journey be, person to me. She also doesn't seem to be progressing in any like real meaningful no. way. Right. No. Um, yeah. So like that, that's the first piece. Second piece. Don't get me wrong. Jessica is, is just a fine fighter and had a really nice career. And I believe that the UFC should give everybody their, like if they're, they're having their retirement fight, you know, like their 30 seconds on the mic to thank everybody and to drop their gloves. But where the fuck was this for Eddie Wineland? Like how, how did Jessica, I get one of these and Eddie Wineland gets left out in the dark. The UFC is anti mustache, anti old timey mustache. Apparently, Dude, that it's harsh. Like, you know, like, <laughs> cause Eddie Wineland had a, yeah, I'm going to say this. Eddie Wineland had a better career than Jessica I. Maybe not in the UFC, but the dude was a wasn't he a WEC champ? He was a WEC I champ. So. Never yeah. die. Yeah, like he he was at the top of the world for a little bit and somehow we gave Jessica I her moment and not Eddie Wineland. That being said, I'm happy they gave Jessica I her moment as well. Um but yeah, Macy Barber, uh, I'm not impressed, I'm not sold. Uh Hopefully they feed her to somebody who will beat the hell out of her next. <laughs> Why didn't she grab the mic away from I like she did? Uh, oh, to Roxy? God. <laughs> Barbara's only getting dunked on because uh, of her attitude, personality and the fact. Well, and did, did you hear did you hear, did you hear the post fight interview with with Macy Barber? I know sometimes you fast forward uh, through that I shit. don't think actually I think I skipped it. Yeah, good. Good for you, because I had to sit there and listen to her talk about that. She's coming for that title. After that performance. What title is that again? Yeah, the, the, the Valentina Shevchenko's title. Future hairdresser. I, I mean, like, the, she's 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 in a division with Aaron Blanchfield, Manol Firo, uh, I mean, Talia Santos, like, uh, Valentina Shevchenko, and she puts in a performance where she gets kind of, like, manhandled for a round against Jessica I and is like, yeah, I'm ready for that. Um, no doubt. It's just, oh, she's so unlikable. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, sadly, someone who is likable, uh, Jessica Rose Clark, got a gruesome arm injury uh, and lost us a bet to start off the night. It seems like we were always whiffing on, on the first fight of the night, but uh, Julia Stoliranko finally got her UFC, um, first UFC win after going 0-4 up to this point over two stints. Arm barred, Jessica Rose Clark after getting lit up in the feet, 42 seconds into the fight. Uh, dislocated her arm or broke her arm. I'm not sure which one it is, but I'm sure Dan has photos of it on his phone. Yeah, it was gross, and I do. Um, not much uh-huh. to say about this one. It didn't last long, but I will say this is kind of what Stolyarenko was touted as when she right. signed the UFC, and I think what the UFC believed in her as and, and gave her a fourth fight for. So, uh, yeah, g- good for her for finally getting it. It's unfortunate for Jessica Rose Clark. Um Especially because that does not look like a quick injury to heal either. And she just had, just got over what, ACL a couple of years ago. So yeah. this is her second, and she's getting up there in, in years and on a losing streak. So yeah, um, I know she's a fan favorite. So maybe she'll uh, have a, a third life. I want to say second life, but she's already come back from a big injury. So anyhow, all the best to her. Did we hear what the diagnosis is? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it's out. Yeah. 
Anyhow, my diagnosis is I went nine and two. Woohoo. Um, I can't go woohoo because I don't have much of a voice here, but $312. I won. Dan went eight and three. Even when you do good, I beat you by one, one uh, fight, it seems, every time. 193 buck win for Dan. On the year, I'm at 67%. I'm up almost 1400 bucks. 5.2% return on investment. Dan, 59%, down 1200 bucks. You're clawing your way back up to respect. I said I was again. going to. I said we were going like to get to I said we are going to get to even. Just like last year. All right, so I got him there. Recommended place. Dan still doesn't really catch on what this is. Um, hit three, lost on two, ended up making 20 cents. See what Boom! <laughs> you hit Duplices, you hit Turner, you hit Volkanovsky decision. Then you lost on Green, and you lost on Munoz via sub. Uh, I hit all three of mine, Duplices, Turner, and Volkanovsky, because I am playing a chalky now. I went 3-0, made 66 bucks. So recommended plays. I'm at 60% now, up 102 bucks. Dan is at 49%. He's down 54 bucks. Blah. But yet, he's still called a gummy god. Did you hit any plus 700 underdogs See, yesterday? See, that's the thing. <laughs> the I'm trying to... You're Christian Walker. That's in who the, you are. In the, in the words of a very, very wise couple of pitchers, um, chicks dig the long ball. It's true. Very true. <laughs> uh, do, we, do we dig next week's UFC? Or this week's UFC, depending on when you're listening. <clears throat> July 9th, we're finally getting our... Rafael versus or Rafael versus Rafael fight. Dos Anjos versus Fiziev. Um been canceled what one time? Uh, yeah, just once. just once, I believe. Um I, I'll say it's it's twice. not the best it's Sorry, not twice. the best card. We are gonna get some some hashtag chunky guy action, which we've been waiting for. Um th- there's a couple of spots I'm kind of excited about. I, I really love uh Ronnie Lawrence versus Sadjakov Krok Kr- Romanov. Um easy for you to say. Yeah, I, I really like the fact that we're finally getting a Ricky Tercios fight. Um, yep. Ricky Tercios, Simon's a hobby, should be fun as hell. Um, Kaipo Ohio versus Armand Petrosian is a yeah, weird ass. That? That's a weird ass co-main event, but I, I'm here for it. I think it's going to be a good time. Do you like them? Dana White contender series uh, prospects being fed to each other this early? I, I mean, I do and I don't. Uh, like, I, I think... Uh, personally, it's because uh, the UFC really likes one of these two and is very unsure about the other one. Um, which one? Is, which one is uh, which, Dan? You, you guys should you guys should listen Wednesday or uh, Thursday and find out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Plus, there's lots of fun names to say in this one. Uh, in check in check Wu Kokronov Tiuliulin Tiuliulin. To, no malarkey's on this fight card. It, it's a fun fight card. Even Eamon Zahabi is is a is an interesting name to say. So anyhow, um, that is going down on Friday. Uh, sorry, excuse me, Saturday, and we will be giving you your picks Wednesday night. Uh, you will get our prelims Thursday afternoon or so. You will get our main card props, parlays, all that jazz. So um, I've probably talked enough for now. Uh, follow us SGPN MMA, Jeff Fox writer. Gumby Vreeland, all on Twitter. Read all our stuff on sportsgamblingpodcast.com or moneymma.substack.com. You can take us home. No, I got you. Uh, I'm Daniel Gumby Vreeland. He's the last style vendor, Jeff Fox, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>